Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a poorly decorated hotel lobby, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the painter who mixes candy into all of his paints, Daniel Kunkel. Oh, that's... Wait, so what's the best candy to, uh, to mix with paints? Uh, the best kind is Starbursts. I think that's kind okay. of goes without saying. Okay, um, that's very good. Starbursts are good. Um, candy canes, not as good as you think. Um, no, because it makes a pink. It, it makes, makes a pink. A, so, an consistent pink frankly if you're trying to get a nice dark color on your walls if you want like a nice accent wall a little bit of black licorice in there Ooh, spices up spices up anything because if you're like i I love i've loved this like red base but i want it a bit darker just throw in like three sticks of black licorice and mix it up (laughs) i feel like now i gotta try this actually i'm really curious about this you have a whole whole business that you have going on here now you Uh, paint on your walls and the rats and the flies will love your walls (laughs) um daniel i have had a long long a uh, couple months of traveling. Yeah, it sounds like you have. I, I have not been myself. I have. I have been up in the air. In uh, I. I've been on the ground. I've been all over the country. A, a little behind the scenes secret. Uh, Trey and I have recorded the last four episodes over the phone. So this is actually the first time we are like seeing each other in any capacity in a yeah. month, oh, at least a month. Yeah. So that. Actually, more than I think about two months. Two because, months. So like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, when we started talking to each other just now, you said, "Oh, you sound fantastic," and I was like, "Well, that's a weird thing to say," uh, because <laughs> I've been using the same microphone all this time. But I, because we've been over the phone, yes. And I've been in in rural Utah yeah. for like <laughs> for months. Obviously, the connection isn't that great, but yeah, crispy clear over this wonderful baby. Come on, Uh, well, and what a what a what a great movie! Yeah, what a great movie to come back to. This is great. Um, We we are coming at you with the very first Hallmark produced sequel, official 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 sequel to to a uh, a movie, a Hallmark movie. Yes, and this and this sequel is called North Pole. Open for Christmas. Daniel, if you can, just yeah. from memory, yeah. uh, can you give me the the summary of, so we could just catch up our listeners mm. about where we're yes. leaving off from. So what is the, what is like, what is a, like a tombstone synopsis of North Pole 1? The biggest thing you need to know about North Pole 1 is that uh, elves, real, 100%, that we knew this. Elves, real. Uh, but there is specifically one elf named Clementine, who we are kind of following in that movie and in this movie. She uh, in the first movie was just kind of a lower elf and she kind of snuck away from the North Pole to spread some Christmas cheer. In this one, she's been kind of promoted to what I would call elf special forces. Uh, yeah. Secret, dis- secret agent. Secret agent. Like a little double O. Double O is perfect. Yeah. Very yeah, James She's Bond. a double O. She serves yeah. directly at Santa's discretion. Um, and so it, it, there's not any character carry throughs except for Clementine. Um, all you need to know is uh, my girl loves Christmas. She is just in love with it. She is also canonically, I believe, 140 years old. 130? 130. 130. I think I believe it's 130 she years is old. She's 130 years old, uh, but she looks at best 15, I'd say. Yeah. And she and she, honestly, I think they the reason they made this sequel is because one, the budget for North Pole one 
was out of hand and they had to reuse the set. Yes. They just yes. <laughs> they, they had to because they they do some uh, the, with the North Poles, the way that they create North Pole like the set yes. is they use a ton of CGI and it doesn't look bad. Like mm. surprisingly, it doesn't look bad for. I, OK, well, hold on. It looks bad. <laughs> but for a Hallmark movie, it looks pretty good. OK, it looks pretty good. I, I, I am glad. So the actress who played Clementine, Bailey Madison, uh, I think they legitimately had a star on their hands. And I think oh, she's could, great. She started doing a show called The Good Witch, which is another uh, a Hallmark show about you guessed it, witches. Um, <laughs> and she is like in that. And I totally she's been in that from 2015 to 2021. It ended. Oh, oh, it ended. It ended, I believe. Yeah, I, I think they're okay. done with that. Um, and because like she's actually really good. And I think I'm kind of interested, actually, why Hallmark didn't do the same thing that like Disney and Nick tried to do with younger stars, with your iCarly's, your Drake and Josh's, that sort of thing, where it's like, why didn't they do more things like this, particularly with the elf characters? For the most part, it feels like they are the kids that they cast aren't very good. No, I would agree. Um, And like they don't because I feel like a lot of times television acting is up to natural instincts. And like if you have a natural instinct um, that is going to come from you being a child, you know, like it'll be there from the very beginning. Yeah. And I think uh, genuinely she is the first one that is like creme de la creme she's over here got it she's she's very good she's very good and she's even better than Lori Loughlin. she's way better than Lori Loughlin. <laughs> this movie also stars Lori Loughlin. so if we make yeah. jokes about cheating to get into college that's why um, yeah <laughs> we've also got Dermot Mulroney in this as Ian and uh, he's he's also eh. He's 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 fine. He's all right. I mean, yeah. he's OK. But now what we come for this movie for, which is uh, which is that North Pole lore, baby. We got some of that. The North Pole lore. It, so if I remember correctly, this last the last North Pole movie was, I think, legitimately like top five, maybe even top three biggest hcu movies that we have seen yeah in it terms was of lore. it was huge huge for lore and i think that carries through here not as big as the first one but uh there is a a bit of a, a couple of factoids we learned in this one that is game changing for our yeah, watch tr- experience truly game changing and yeah. i will say the plot is pretty simple so we can really spend a lot of the time Thank talking God. about some of this this lore yeah um so do we want do we want to speak do you want to speak through, through it, it again? Yeah. Do you want to you try it, you it? Or do you want me to? I want I want you. You did a really good job. I felt last time. really so in I my element keep, last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I watch it. most of these at like one point five speed, so it's already yeah. very fast in my head. Okay, right. you got it. Are you ready? I love it. Okay. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me set a timer. I said you were ready, and I wasn't ready. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Sorry. What is the? Do we remember the name of the inn? Do they say the name of it? Yes, it is the Northern Lights Inn. Northern Lights. Okay. Yes, because I've got the Northern Lights Christmas party written down here. Yes. Great. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. 
Go. Mackenzie inherits the Northern Lights Inn from her aunt who dies. She goes there to try and sell it, but she ends up wanting to spruce it up with the help of Ian, a contractor. Ian's got a daughter who's really annoying. Uh, and Clementine, <laughs> as we said, is an elf 007, and she comes down from the North Pole because we find out that there are certain strategic points around the world where Santa <laughs> stores Christmas magic, and they're kind of <laughs> like gas stations for him as he flies to deliver toys. Uh, they spruce it up. They fix it up. They have a big party there. Uh, Mackenzie thinks about selling it, but she doesn't. And she uh, breaks a contract. But we find out that the contract was with Santa. So who cares? And also the conflict in this movie did not matter. The end. The end. Also, everybody in this movie knows about Santa Claus and they know about the North Pole by the end of this movie. Every single person (laughs) in this movie knows about it. The secret is out. It is. Yeah, they're not very well kept secrets. It's also okay. So so let's talk about that first. That was a great job, Daniel. You you. did it in 48 seconds. Oh, okay, I'll take it. Okay, so here's here's my. um... (laughs) Sorry, could I I actually ask you about one quick thing? Okay. Is there a meet cute in this movie between McKenzie and Ian? Um, I was kind of going back to describe the scene for you. McKenzie walks into uh, I think Wilson is Ian's brother. Or Jimmy, Biz- businessman junior uh, is yeah, Ian's business boy. Uh, business boy junior is Ian's brother, and um, it, it, the business boy junior is kind of the uh, obviously the business side. Ian's like a contractor. So Mackenzie goes Harris. Harris. His name's Harris. Harris. Yeah. Excuse me. So they Mackenzie goes to Harris and is like, "I want to sell it." He's like, "Excellent. I've got a buyer lined up." Ian's like, "I don't know about that." Ian's fixing a desk this entire scene. <laughs> And he's just yeah, making snide remarks while his brother's trying to conduct a business deal. Is there something there or is it just that there's some tension? Because I think there's just some. Te- I don't know if it's a meet cute. Okay. There is tension. I, I mean, it feels like there's a too soon to ask out, but there yeah. isn't like a I guess there is a belligerent bystander. We've but there isn't like an the things. There's no awkward moment. Very true. Yeah. Is the th- is the thing because it's like she hands the Allen wrench. She, he, would uh, we say one. when she walks in and says, are you the real estate agent? And he says, uh, and then uh, the a brother walks in. See, when in my frame of reference, yeah. awkward moment has to be the same caliber as that first meet cute where it was, uh, it was the Jewel woman's and, dress. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That the was, woman's dress getting snagged it on. It sucks that that was the first one we saw because truly yeah. that was like perfect mm. chef's kiss on that meat chef's cute. kiss and meat now cute. it's everything i kind of was wondering if this was like our first like there's no chemistry but by all of our technical landmarks we have set for a meat cute right it's a meat cute but i think it's only it's two t- out of three yeah by definition a meat cute yeah um all right so, so yeah lore so this is this is the first thing i would like to talk about daniel i've been watching a lot of moon night yes me as well it's very good and you know when when uh, spoilers Oscar for Moon Isaac, Knight. Okay, spoilers for Moon Knight. You know when uh, yeah. you know you know when Oscar Isaac's like a little mouse boy, Stephen. He's I love going, him. Yes. yeah, and he's going like, oh, I don't know, isn't it? And he's like, and he's like looking around, and he's like, oh, can I trust you? And then he sees that they have like a little like a like a scale yeah. on their arm, like one of those scale tattoos, yeah. and it's like, ah, oh, damn it, not another one. Yeah. That's how I feel like the elf ears are treated in this movie. So like, so like it, so, and this is why I texted you that where I, so I texted Daniel before I was, I was a little ways into watching. I texted Daniel. uh, I feel like in a normal, okay. So I said, I feel like in a normal movie, this concerted effort to save the hotel 
would drive Lori Lolan's character actually insane because she's going around and she's trying to sell it, which is like a perfectly normal thing to do, especially after she's like, yeah, nobody stays in this hotel. I'm the only one here. You're still here for some reason. The thing's falling apart. The electricity barely works. This is, of course, I'm gonna sell it. This is not like a fixer upper. It's like nobody comes to this business anymore. It's not like oh, the look. Literally, the the owner is like, well, the locals love it, but they just stay at their homes. And it's like, okay, yeah. So you run a bad hotel then. (laughs) Close it it down. Sell the property. Easy. Lori has this gas station. Yes, but Christmas gas station. So I feel like in a normal movie, Lori will be like where am i like i'm I, i'm trying to do my best here yeah. and and like i i'm making i'm making perfect logical sense and everyone's like you idiot save the hotel don't you see the magic no. in this place i do see it. it's, it's a charming no. it's a charming little inn i i would stay there unfortunately i am the only one who would because there's no business no it's like a it's like a cute bed and breakfast and it has this huge like ball like ballroom Stupidly big ballroom yeah giant no ballroom reason. and when no they reason. all eat dinner they're like in this cramped small room and i'm like what where do you well, there's your the issue you gotta set you gotta sell it to be like an event space that's what i'm talking about like that's a, that's how you gotta flip it remake flip it, it to an event space it's a community center like we're literally yeah. remake it into the community center and you can have it's the exact easy. same thing going on here i don't see why it and has to be an inn when no one stays at it and the Christmas cheer is solved. Like pa- you yes. have the power center. People are happy. It's a community center. The like the government the, is it, funding it. So the money's a little bit more stable. Like the town is saved. Okay. Santa, Christmas, everything is saved. Okay. But back to these That's, elf ears. I feel like this is like elf. There's an iceberg of lore in this. The iceberg is it starts at the top with elf ears. This is okay. wild. So Clementine's an elf. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Hold on, his name is Peter Elfman Esquire. Am I getting that right? I don't believe there's an Esquire, but it is Peter Elfman. No, it is Esquire because he's a lawyer. Yeah, because he's a a lawyer. Shit. So it's Peter Elfman Esquire. Is that right? Hold on, let me find my notes. Sounds right. Yeah, Peter Peter Elfman Esquire. So uh, he's an elf, obviously, because his last name's Elfman. Elfman. Um. We got uh, Clementine's boyfriend. Is Clementine's boyfriend an elf? Yes. I'm assuming. I'm assuming everyone who is wearing a hat from now on exactly. that's covering the tops of their ears is an elf. The scene where she meet. I think Jimmy is the is the elf boyfriend who they they have ter- they have terrible chemistry and it is not Bailey Madison's fault. She's doing everything she can. She goes up and is like, "Hey, nice hat." And he's like, "Thanks. It's from up north." And she's like. Is it from way up north? Trey and I are making massive eyebrows at each other. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you might say that. And then she's like, okay. And then she walks away. And it's like, wait, is, th- is that an, are they, is he an elf? And then he it's absolutely a, yeah, is like, an elf. They, like later like, in the movie, she's like, I need help. And he's like, say no more. It's crazy. It's like, it's crazy. It's the, the, mo- the it's so throwaway too. Like they, there is no. This guy shows up, helps them repair the house with his elf magic, and then is in like one more scene, and then he's like, well, "It's oh, like, my. is around these power centers just like hordes of elves trying to protect the power centers?" That's the other thing. Because who is I'm generating? Guessing, right? Who's generating the Christmas cheer then? Because elves it's, can't. He, 
Okay, Daniel, here's drop it. Yeah, I know exactly how do it. This entire podcast is all connections. We're past the plot. Okay, yes, this is I'm explaining all all of this. Hello, (laughs) Daniel, North Pole one. Yes. Okay. I'm the first, first is in the yes okay. in the world of this movie, yes. right? Mm-hmm. North Pole one. What is Clementine needing to do? Uh, she has to save the Northern Lights because they are the they are like the visualization of Santa power. And and what's the name of this fucking hotel? <laughs> the Northern Lights Inn. Oh no, oh, Daniel. No. Santa has Santa has power stations exclusively at Northern Lights named I lo- things. I love it. There's a, there's a map at the beginning of this of this movie. Yes, they show us the location. We need to go yeah, back and screenshot it, that. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I bought the movie on YouTube. They don't, like don't at me. Show you. Yeah. So hold on. Oh God, you own this movie now. Yeah. Well, oh, Lord. Daniel, come on. I mean, we, I we have had movies. a Hallmark Plus subscription for two <laughs> years now. Was that on Hallmark Plus? Was this was on not. Hallmark Now? No, it was not. Okay. I checked. The first one okay. is. You can watch the first one. This is the, this is the next thing, Daniel. Okay. Why does Hallmark Now not have every Hallmark movie on its... I don't know. There's got to be On its streaming weird, service? There has to be weird, like, contract. So we, we ran into this problem where we, um, we got the... Uh, oh, crap. The... Um, we got the Motor Trend, the Motor Trend subscription on Amazon Prime because we wanted to watch Top Gear. And uh, with that, you can get like all the Top Gear seasons and the Top Gear specials, except for one episode of Top Gear that you have to pay $3.99 to get. One episode out of like the 25 seasons that they've got on it. And we're like, why this? I mean, it's the episode where Richard Hammond almost uh, dies, where one of the presenters like crashes terribly and was in the hospital. But it's like, <laughs> Why is that the one episode I've got to buy, though? I think it's like that, where there's just like so many because this one has like a legitimate studio intro at the beginning. Oh, does it? Remember, I, well, it's, it's got like a, t- whole, a whole like brand thing. So I think it must be that that company technically owns it. And Hallmark had like TV distribution, but not like, streaming uh, distribution. Di- distribution rights. Gotcha. That's what I think. That, that that does make sense. It is horseshit though, because the amount of movies that like are not on that service are wild. It's criminal. It I, is. There's been a, it's been a it's been a row. Okay, so I found I found the map. Oh great, yeah. More important. Uh, one is one is in uh, Toledo. Okay. And the other is in Kansas City. That's in the United States. Okay. And then there are two more that are in Canada. Yeah. And one is uh, eastern and one is like central, but they're way up north. I figured the Ohio. So what would be fun that if let's say. Oh, there's also one. There's one in northern California as well. I bet if we took that map and like marked out the distances, that would actually tell us how far Santa can travel before he has to stop off. I'm trying. I'm going frame by frame. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. Okay, yeah. So it looks like there there are four locations that I that we can see. It only shows it's a it's the USA and, and Canada. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, there's one in Alaska. It looks like Anchorage. That makes sense. Yeah, as well. Okay, so hold on. Let me print screen and share this with you. Oh, there just, there I'm, is a great quote in this movie that I feel like sums up every Hallmark relationship. Where um, McKenzie is like, "I'm gonna sell it," and Ian's like, "Oh man." And there she says something like, oh, you know, we could like 
we could do this. And he's like, no, we're from two different worlds. And she's like, not that different. And he says the quote, small town guy with a big truck and a city business exec. I'm like that's the you you told the secret you said it out loud Hallmark <laughs> you said you said the quiet part out you loud you said the quiet part out loud what are you doing <laughs> okay I send you the I send oh, you an image excellent I emailed it to you we should put this up on, um, I'll put this up on Twitter I think actually yeah so and and if it goes with Northern Lights themed stuff because that can't, come on that can't yes, be on accident that's not a coincidence <laughs> um, so. I think that's uh, I think that's a cool little detail. So yeah. it appears that the uh, they store these uh, these gas stations are at Northern Lights themed like stuff. And I'm assuming the elves then are uh, the same way that there are oil tankers. There are. <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> the map Northern, now. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are Northern Lights tankers. Yes. That take the Northern Lights energy. Or like Christmas cheer tankers, uh-huh. snow, snow tankers. Be oh, Daniel, this is genius. Okay, so here's how it works. Okay, all right. <laughs> Twenty minutes in, and we're already at this point in the show. I love okay. it. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's how it works. Here's how, okay. So the okay, let's refresh. You're gonna you're gonna really clean up this this explanation yeah. so it's super streamlined. <laughs> okay, so here's how the energy works in the North Pole. Great. Okay. All right. Um, functionally, Santa is an oil baron. He gathers energy, and th- that energy comes from snow, and that yes. snow comes from the Aurora Borealis. Yes, this is but all established the Aurora- in the first North yes. Pole movie. But the Aurora Borealis cannot like drop down its magic snow unless there is Christmas cheer. Yeah. So Santa's goal is to efficiently use his magic snow to conjure up more christmas cheer yes. for the next year so he net profits christmas cheer because he his sleigh runs on this like magic snow and his shops run on this magic snow there's a scene in this movie where Lori laughlin yeah puts like picks up some snow and then like out of the snow a ball just magically forms and it's like this insane super ball the snow is it's, so much more important than we thought it was yes so I think that there are snow tankers mm-hmm. that the elves drive and the elves drive to insert magic snow into these uh, into these uh, ornaments. What is it? So like the sure. what the thing that that designates how much power these places have is like a little ornament with a spinning a Kringle jewel snowflake inside of it. And it like glows up and stuff. And then when it's low on snow, it does not glow up. So I think that is how they and then Santa comes comes down and that's where he powers up, basically. And like that thing that's spinning is essentially like infecting the area and like like infect turning the snow in the area into magic snow or distributing its own the, snow. I thought the ornament spinning was an indication of how Christmassy it is because it it spins when Lori Lawlin's making the snowman and then when uh the, when the shitty guy shows up and is like what are you doing go finish renovating it so I can sell it it goes off and she's like I gotta well, go back to work let me let me offer a different okay. scenario Great. gas stations power don't really run on gas right they run on like electricity yes. what if the what if the Christmas cheer in the area and like, I guess the Christmas safety of the area is the power that the gas station runs off on for Santa, for Santa's sleigh. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yes. 
Because okay. I, I yeah. don't see... No, 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 I see that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't see how he can stop and power up his sleigh by Christmas cheer when he needs to use snow in the North Pole and he needs to use the power of the Aurora Bright. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think he actually, like, stops and... I just don't see him, like, literally landing the sleigh, refueling. I think it's got to be a little bit a little bit different, you know? I just like don't a, know how. Like a, like, a, like a Christmas beam that hits him I, over the... I'm kind of envisioning... So there is a, um, there is a, a physics idea called a Dyson Sphere. And okay. um, essentially what a Dyson Sphere... Let me look up the actual definition here so I don't talk out of my ass. This is very good, Daniel. You're bringing real it. science into my, into my fantasy podcast. So there has, there has <laughs> never been uh, an actual Dyson Sphere, uh, but it is a hypothetical mega... This is from Wikipedia. A hypothetical mega structure that completely encompasses a star and captures a large percentage of its solar power output. I am envisioning Santa's sleigh as a as a kind of a Dyson sphere, and essentially okay. what they do is like I think, like you said, I think they just like beam it directly up, and Santa's sleigh is like and flies like catches over. it. Yeah, basically, because what do we always see? We see it in this movie, and I think we saw it in the last one, if I'm not mistaken. When it's like really good, the air literally glows, mm. and so I think it's like they store it all up, and then they're like. Oh, it's the Christmas Eve party. And at that point, it's it just like erupts and it starts glowing overhead. And Santa like like flies through this dust and just absorbs it all. And he keeps going. And I think that's why it's so important that there is this uh, it's the Northern Lights Christmas party. And they're like, this is this hasn't happened in years. And I think that's why we get all of these parties on Christmas Eve at these important gas stations. I love calling <laughs> them gas stations. It's so funny. But I think that's kind of, I think that's what they're going for. I think that's what we're supposed to understand as the um okay. the, the relationship between the energy and Santa. I like that. I like that. Because like what is what is like he lands and then they just like dump snow on him is that what we're that's not a that's not a powerful thing no you're right you're right you're right i think it was i think my i mean it was more like it's not like dumping snow it's more like like gas just, like somebody's at the pump <laughs> like inserting something it's like making small talk with santa this elf um but i think your idea of this of this ornament being an indicator because of course like the more it glows it's like okay there's like blank amount of kringle jewels in the air so like okay once it gets to like full <laughs> rotation then Wham! It erupts. Kringle jewels. Kringle Are jewels. you kidding yeah, me? That's, that, we called them that in the uh, the wrap up. I think last year. I think that was the term. Kringle jewels. Kringle jewels. What about Kringle Watts? Kringle Watts is okay, but Kringle, ju Kringle jewels. Kringle. I get it. Like Kringle yeah. jewels. Yeah. What do you do, Kringle jewels? Um. So let's talk more about the elves. Um. So first over, we got Hanover Real Estate. Real Estate, obviously, yeah. the enemy of antique uh, antique shops. Yep. Uh, so there's uh, we got another <laughs> another member of the party, I guess. Um, Wilson. Wilson is the only employee at our inn at the Northern Lights Inn in Vermont. Yeah. And uh, he is an elf. And he says something that says uh, uh, Laurie says, uh, asks Wilson, you two take care of this whole place, referring to him and his wife. Yes. And. She goes, you two take care of this whole place? And he says, let's just say it keeps us young. Discuss. 
<laughs> he he goes this the it, guy who runs the hotel is an elf and his wife is not an elf is wholly not I, an I elf. don't even know how to start addressing that the energy thing is very explainable but all of the other elements of this the elves the the fact that clementine just gets a reindeer and she can just like fly whenever she wants basically named randy named Ra- uh, i do love randy the reindeer <laughs> randy the reindeer he knows i love randy the reindeer he was in the first one too <laughs> randy yeah he was yes. in the first one that's sorry that is right, the other they, character what, they, that carries over is randy right 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 um, i bet it's not the same cgi reindeer yeah just a lot of elves and I, so i feel like there is a layer of like immortality going on with these elves yes because if clement clementine says that she's 130 we must believe her he this guy says let's just say it keeps us young i think he's being literal you think he's being literal yes i think i think literally they are well because think about it i mean if you're gonna run a cosmic gas station for the most advanced magical fuel of all time you don't want the attendants dying off all the time <laughs> i guess like, that's that true. makes no Low turnover sense. rate yeah here's okay here's my next thing okay because wasn't there a movie we watched? Probably. In which, in which, Daniel, this is going to be a deep cut okay. because it's one of the ones I think about only sometimes right. instead of all the time. Okay. There was a movie in which an elf woman had to make a decision from between staying an elf and marrying a, a man. Yes. And she chose to marry a man and she lost her ability to be an elf. That, um, that was, uh, no, that's Annie Claus. No, 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 no. It's a different one other a than Annie Claus. A different one than Annie Claus were the exact same thing. Wait, happened? was it, wait, was it, was it Annie Claus? It was Claus? Annie because wait, if wait. she didn't go back to be a Claus, then she had to live a mortal life and she'd slowly and she had, forget And she it. did, a, she had pointy ears, right? She. No, because she was a clause. She wasn't an elf, but I bet it works really similarly. I remember a specific shot in a convention hall with a bunch of where we said it was with a bunch of DHS employees. Oh, yes. Where she, yes. Where she, where she kissed this man oh. and her and her pointy ears disappeared. Oh, I know exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm flipping. Is that Annie Claus? No, I, no, 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 no. I, I do know what you're talking about, though. Um... Oh, this is really important because we're now shit. getting contradictions. I do know what I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> In the universe. Um, but it's a contradiction that could be easily solved. But I know this happened. This I just need abs- to make sure. This absolutely happened. Um, not, I don't think it was 2013. I think it was 2014. Yeah, let me. No, it was not during 2014. Was it 2013? way before? I was, I think we recorded that during, like, while I was here. Okay, so that would be 2011, 2012. Oh. Uh, not a bride, not Christmas heart, not come dance with me, not Christmas with hot. Wait, Christmas with Holly? No, they're all blurring together. <laughs> There's like a thousand of these fucking movies. No, it had to be in 2013 or 2012. Help, help for the holidays. Help for the holidays. That's what it was. It was help for the holidays. Summer Cloud. Yes, yes. It, Summer, yes, it was help for the. It was help for the holidays. All right. Okay. So in, in that movie that that happens. Yes. So I can only assume we can only I can only assume one of two things. Dude, right. That was so that movie was crazy. I forgot. About <laughs> so so that means either. Yes. There's 
a contradiction and the plan is crumbled for Hallmark, which obviously isn't the case. Which which two plan are you talking about? Meaning the HCU. Yes. Sorry. The what plan no, what, is, what is the contradiction that you're pointing out? This man married a woman and is still an oh, elf. Oh, yes. That woman. Are they married? Kissed a man. Uh, I think why well, they're together, right? Do they're, we they're, see I think they're married. I think they're Check ma- the I, playback. I, like, I don't remember a ring on oh, that finger. Oh, come on. Here, let me see. I th- I mean, oh, God. So this is now we've gotten into. Con- this is our first contradiction, I think. It's a contradiction that I think can be easily solved because we're in the HCU. Sexism I, is real. And oh, it's because it oh, be, it's, it's a guy elf. Yes. Shit. I think we can. No, I think it's easier than that. I think it's that that he's a gas station attendant. So he, they can be, there can be concessions because so. you need to keep up with the like public appearances, essentially. Yeah. Maybe he views her as more of a pet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> is, that too, is that too dark? He view, views her as more as a, of a pet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Daniel, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so funny. I mean, maybe. Okay, maybe. I'm. I mean, I don't know what's inside this elf's heart. Let's see. I like the idea that he's a gas station attendant, so he gets special permissions yeah. and needs to, like, keep involved, you know, like, stay involved with the community to make sure that nothing suspicious okay, is. But if Clementine is 130 years old, this guy's got to be at least in, in human years in his 70s, right? All right, we're doing math. Hold on, we're doing math. Oh, God, I, I packed everything. Okay. I, I think so. So Clementine is 130. I think he is. He's probably. I would say he's 60. I, th- I think he's in his 60s. And I think. So Clementine is, let's say, let's say conservatively, she is 15 in human years. Okay. And she is roughly 130 years old. Okay. This guy, what do you want to say? Six, let's say. 65? All right, let's call him. Yeah. So, uh, let's make it divisible by 15. Um, 60. Let's just say he's 60. All right, 60. Yeah. So conser- these are all conservative estimates. All right, so we're going to do a little cross-multiplication yeah. here. 15x equals this guy's going to be thousands of years old. Holy I, I think shit. It, I, think he, I, I think he is 520 years old by, by our calculations. Um, I don't know about that. 7,800 divided by 15. 520 holy shit you were, oh my god <laughs> that actually checks out actually i think okay wait no because then that would mean that this dude was alive yeah tell me what he was alive for <laughs> i mean all the world wars first and yeah, foremost all the world, world this was 20 wars. this is 2015 so 2015 minus 520 so he would have been born uh, in 1495 he was around for the crusades some of no he was not Wait, not in 1495. He was there for the fall of the Roman Empire. What is that also wrong? What are you talking about? (laughs) How old do you think the world is and human history is? Listen, I think I think the world is how old everybody thinks the the world is. 2000, 2022 years old. Hundreds. Listen, when the Earth was created 2022 years ago, it would have been right after Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Mm-hmm. Literally three 14, years after that. 1495? 1495. And also, this is conservative guessing. Mm-hmm. I think we round them up to a square 600. 
is around 600 maybe 550-ish at an like extra ballpark 30. ballpark ballpark 500 to by ballpark ballpark the, the, the ballpark is 500 to 600 let's say 500 to 600 years that's old. and he fuck wild and isn't it amazing that he found love or a pet in this in this weird hotel or a pet or who's a cat, to say basically i mean on his uh, based on his lifespan i feel like it's nothing he that's a is blip in the that's a drop in the ocean yeah. to him a human life is is like an eighth of his life which is kind of like a pet a little that's bit. fair thank you yeah i hope you enjoyed I that la- five minute you. bits where we <laughs> figured out that i was right <laughs> we do math um okay so let's um so we got the elves power oh the, okay there's one last thing yes. i would like to talk about okay. we got another uh a north pole special um we have the department of good deeds yes yes <laughs> the department of good deeds i daniel I, you know the the inner politics and inner workings of the north pole have continuously fascinated me yes. because these are people that like when people are writing these scripts, they're not really thinking about like the inner workings or inner politics. They're just kind of putting them out there. Like when we have like the board of the of directors like coming in, how there's like judgment centers for for like like for law and stuff in the North Pole. The Department of Good Deeds is just can I uh, yeah can I blow your mind for a second here? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. So you know how Jesus was a Santa Claus, right? naturally we learn in this movie how many departments are there 12 departments aka 12 disciples so are you daniel is what are you suggesting what are you suggesting what do you think i'm suggesting first of all i think you're suggesting that the 12 disciples of jesus christ head the 12 departments at the north of course (laughs) not don't be ridiculous i'm suggesting that (laughs) the santa claus in this movie is jesus Oh, naturally, because he would have to model his his North Pole. After. I think he just liked the number 12 after living on Earth. and was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, OK, I got that. I, I don't got know that. how Let's he thought. Those. I don't know why he thought 12 departments was enough. Now, you said you said to me, don't be ridiculous. Yes. How could I have made any other assumption? <laughs> you were. In fact, I think my assumption is is better than no, what you. No, because you're implying that after <laughs> after the twelve disciples went their own way, some to found churches, others to do other shit in the Bible. Uh-huh. That they all uh, either died or were greeted again by their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and was Jesus was like, "Hey, uh, don't question the red outfit." and the beard right now and also i'm white you, now uh but do you want to come up yeah do you need a job <laughs> you guys looking pretty down on your luck do you need a job Paul founded the church and that was like i'm gonna go head up the department of of bouncy things <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i, I it's interesting to me what I'm suggesting. Could, no, could it be that? <laughs> could it be that twelve is just such an inherently interesting number to uh, Western writers because of its deep-rooted philosophical and religious natures? Possibly, and it's just kind of people go to like three, seven, twelve. There's a couple of numbers like that that right, like seven is just the biggest one, but twelve is another one. Three that like kind of like get people riled it up. It gets people riled up. There's something in it. There's mathematical reasons why we like those yeah. numbers. Uh, those that's, that's a boring explanation. <laughs> or mm-hmm. we've met Jesus, 
in the Hallmark we've, universe. We've met Jesus. And I can't remember in... Uh, I, I wish I listened to our North Pole. We should have. Uh, yeah, that would have been better. Episode of us. before we started recording, but then we'd be a real podcaster, and I don't know if I'm ready to cross that line. I just think yet. I think the 70 episodes <laughs> we put out would make us a real podcaster, but fair <laughs> enough. Um, so I'm thinking, I I'm thinking that uh, that I think we decided that Santa Claus was this Santa Claus continues to be one of the many Santa Clauses. But I think we decided that this is like a main, like a head honcho because he is the oil baron I think, of Santa Claus's. Well, I think I like the idea of him being I like oil baron is exactly right. I like the idea of like all the Santas rely on his network. Yeah. Yes. Very good. And that makes him and that does make him <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because he is the he is the leader and the and everyone savior I for inventing this of, this of dynamic power structure. The Santa leadership goes obviously Father Christmas at the top. Naturally, below him is his Christmas dog. I think that Christmas dog is like the vice president, and if, <laughs> if Father Christmas dies, <laughs> that dog takes over full control of all North Pole operations. Me me imagining every previous vice president as the president's <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> that would make joe biden a werewolf um that, true so that's funny <laughs> and then i think it goes <laughs> oil baron jesus santa oil jesus santa oil baron if, if there's any... he's probably a lawyer oil baron jesus santa um okay perfect name for that's the movie that we're gonna write <laughs> It's going to be the title of our Hallmark movie. Starring Lori Lawlin. <laughs> and Josh Brolin as Santa Claus. Um, so the weird bit of Christmas magic in this is that uh, what I kind of am really fascinated with is we learn that in addition to the elf caretaker, there also apparently needs to be a human caretaker. I don't know why it's the not the elf's wife, because we learn that Lori Lawlin, her aunt, was like the manager of the inn and she knew about the North pole because Lori Lawlin had been there before. Oh, uh, you know, it, 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 it really is the human element because yeah. Santa says at the top of the movie, pretty much to Clementine, you're going to go on this mission. And Clementine's like, I can't wait. How much can I tell her? And he mm. goes as little as possible. So, I'm confused then because fucking everybody knows <laughs> like 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 there's not there's not many humans in this movie no. that don't know. And and so then I'm forced to reckon with like what kind of what kind of tight ship is Jesus running, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's a punishment. I don't know if there's even an explanation for that other than this. I think Santa just okay. finds the right people and that he knows aren't going to squeal. Yeah. And I think maybe like he's finding people in it when there it's a time of need, mm. you know, or a time of transition in their life. Right. Yeah. Because it's hard. It's hard to let not let the cat out of the bag yeah, would, yeah. when when crisis is happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Crisis. And because yeah. and we see that in all 
in all media and in yeah. all like in real life where it's like oh a crisis is occurring everybody's gonna know so i think in that in that regard maybe jesus santa does keep a tight ship what i find really curious is that he just sends clementine out to do this mission and at one point she goes back to the north pole and is like well she she goes back twice she takes Lori in there once and then another time she goes back specifically to ask santa for help and he's like oh can't spare it <laughs> What are you talking about, Santa? Like, what are you talking about? I feel like Santa has, and I feel like Santa has had a like, a, like he has like this omniscient eye, yeah, that he sees that things are going to work out, you know? Yeah, that's what makes me think that this is the most powerful Santa. Is this guy is never phased really by anything, by any sort of adversity. He was worried in the first movie a little bit. A little bit, but I think that makes sense because that then he was worried about the whole system, the whole oil right. network going down. Whereas in this one, it's the like stakes. Yeah, it's like in this one, you know, if we miss it, oh, I mean, it would suck. Definitely. Right. But we can we can make up the, you know, Kansas City's having a great Christmas year, apparently. So we can make <laughs> it up there. Yeah, one, I can take a can. One question I have for you. I'm going to retcon ourselves, potentially. Okay. Was Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Watching over one of these oil fields. Ooh, Daniel. We talk about you a know... Christmas arc, but that sounds exactly like what this oil thing is. It's a repository for Christmas magic. Daniel, you know what? Did you get that email that I sent you? Of the map? I'm yeah. looking at the map. We cannot see Texas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We it, this map. I'll put this on on Twitter along with the episode. But this map really covers like Maine, and then kind of swoops down to like middle of California. I'd say maybe maybe well, Virginia, actually, Pennsylvania ish. I, so that's that's here. If I if I here, let's talk about this map for a second, and okay. then I think I think I'm I think I've covered all the connections that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, let me look at a Oops, USA major city. That's map. what's confusing I me about be... this map is like these are not the best. I, I don't see the potential for a lot of Christmas magic to build up in these places purely because of a lack of, of population. I think that's Detroit, maybe. Oh, it's definitely not Detroit. I'm completely making that up. It's Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Chicago is what I'm thinking of. Chicago's on the other side of the lake of uh, of Lake Superior. Dude. You're, you are talking to the man who knows right, his U.S. Could, geography. Right, but it could be like a general <laughs> area. Like that's a, these snowflakes are massive. That's true. These snowflakes cover like a hundred miles or well, something. Not a hundred. We, well, that's where Vermont is. So you're proposing that Santa's strategic oil placements in the United <laughs> States are. Give them to me one more time. Okay. So we got the Northern Lights Inn in Vermont. Yeah, okay. Vermont. We got, okay. We got South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, possibly Fort Wayne. Maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Po maybe that could be Dallas. That mm, star right there. It could be. It could, could be. It could yeah. be Dallas. Um, it's in the right position for da it's Dallas. Me it Kansas, could also be actually. 
It could also be it could also be Wichita or Oklahoma Wichita City. Wichita is what I'm thinking, actually. It's a it's a weird perspective. What I will thrilling say. audio listening to us but look that at a looks fucking like... map. <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> let's come, then... let's skip this. Let's skip this. This is not interesting to listen. <laughs> Why is there not one in New York, Trey? Come on. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's These like we've terrible. only been talking about this. <laughs> These are terrible placements for oil. For nuclear weapon, for anything like I think it's a I think it's a distance thing. And I think it's also not draw too much attention because where are you going to land in New York? You can land on a rooftop, but p- tons of people he doesn't are going to see you land. They shoot the beam up like it's a 2012 movie <laughs> and he flies through it for sure. For sure. For sure. I don't think he shoot hmm. the beam up. I think it just fills the air and he kind of like flies through and it's like he <sighs> gathers it. He gathers. Yeah. Like a breath yeah. of fresh air. Like a breath. Oh, breath of fresh air is wonderful. Yeah. Daniel, I think there's more that we need to find out. And I think Absolutely. that Kane in Texas could totally be sitting on the Gulf of Mexico where we don't necessarily see anything coming up. And then Anchorage, obviously. Anchorage. Um, yeah, we had a movie. I, that's like a uh, super. Yeah, super. Yeah, obvious. That. Yeah. We did have. We'll have we to look into that. What? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's I think that's all I one, have. One weird little detail is that um, we make it very clear. They say that um, there hasn't been a party at the inn in 50 years. <laughs> this inn's been closed down for 30. Which I'm like, it sounds like your aunt was terrible at running this inn as both an really inn bad and a Christmas magic repository. Yeah, she sounds like maybe a bad manager. Maybe the secret was always uh, Lori Lovelin's character. What do you because mean? she was at the end. Oh, like, like maybe like her speed. This would have never happened. She says she she's alive. not 50. But I think like the reason why that the the uh, gas station was able to stay up for so long was because that she was around it for so long. Oh, oh, I love that. Actually, that's quite powerful. And so yeah. so the only the only person that could come in and save it is her. Yarp. Yarp. I love that. That's pretty good. You want to know? Oh, sorry. One thing I need to bring up about uh, Dermot Mulroney. Um, he has got 135 acting credits on his IMDb. Incredible. That's crazy. That's cr- that's a Remarkable. that's a career. Uh, that is a career in acting. His first film, 1986, Sin of Innocence wow. TV movie. Right. Uh, he also, however, is a musician. He is a cellist, and he has played for some movies you might have heard of. Incredibles 2, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, Star (laughs) Trek Into Darkness and Beyond, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible 3, uh, a little game called Kingdom Hearts 3, which some have called the Hallmark Cinematic Universe of video games. (laughs) True. You know, those are those are a lot of stars, Daniel. A lot of Star Treks and Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stars in those movies. He played for Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, he also played for five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you could leave that on our <laughs> Jesus. No, he only, played for, three. He only played for three of them. <laughs> and you can give us two more, just for, uh, one for Lori and one for him. Two star reviews. And, uh, Heck, heck yeah. And uh, you could also visit our website, www.mistletoesecret.com. Uh, you could also visit us on Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com. <laughs> and you could send us an email if you so desire yeah. at mistletoesecret at gmail.com.
Um, our intro music was written by Colin Robertson. Danny, you have anything to add? Uh, just if you would like to know a little bit about the movie we are watching next week, uh, the one oh, I was me. looking forward to, I think the least, Merry Matrimony. <laughs> Brie lands her dream assignment, organizing the perfect Christmas wedding. Unfortunately, she's been assigned to work with her estranged ex-boyfriend. No, it's just like succession. <laughs> it's just like succession. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we are on a Star Trek kick. This dude was in Star Trek Discovery. Oh my gosh. Oh, we've got Jessica Lowndes from 90210. I feel like this is going to be a sleeper. I feel like we're going to have a good time. He's got with a camera. One. Oh no, he's a photographer. And Daniel, next time I talk to you, I'm going to be in Vermont. So you got to check it out for us. You got to let us know what it's like. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure that I'll make sure I'll check around and poke around and see if Northern Lights Inn is anywhere nearby. That'd be great. Uh, my name is Trey Plutnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.